So this is a little throwback track from right after the NBA draft. Uh, this is with our boy Chris Crit. Follow him on all social medias at Chris underscore Crit with two T's. He is our relative Detroit Pistons fans. This was a lot of fun. Sorry for it coming out so late. Everybody's been a little hectic and it's been summer, so we've been trying to enjoy our lives post-graduation. Shout out to Anthony, Andrew, me, Xavier, Trish, and Chris uh, for all graduating from Georgia State within the last three years. Uh, all journalism majors, so go ahead and give us a little, you know, hand clap emoji in the comment section below. We'll be back with episodes consistently here in about a week uh, now that the 4th of July holiday and everything has passed. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, yeah, enjoy this flashback from right after the draft. Like genuinely, this was the Monday right after the draft. So enjoy, my guys and girls. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, another installment, if you will, of the Traveling Violation, the podcast. As always, my name is Xavier Trish. You can follow me everywhere at Xavier underscore Trish on all social medias. Today, I joined by my esteemed co-hosts. Uh, as similar, you have Anthony Patterson. AKA AnfPat underscore on all social medias. That's A N F P A T underscore. Uh, Andrew Friedman. You can follow him everywhere at A Friedman 21. That's A Friedman 21. And we're joined by, you know, our relative Detroit Pistons fan. What you up, though? You know, what up, though? We, we, we went and got the uh, Detroit Pistons draft expert that lives in Atlanta. That is not easy to get. <laughs> that is not easy to get. Shout out to my boy Chris. You can follow him everywhere at Chris underscore Crit with two T's. That's Don't forget Crit it. Underscore T, or excuse me, underscore Crit with two T's. Fellas, we haven't met in a minute. It's been a while since we talked on the podcast. Uh, it's been so long. The last time we talked, it was game five or after game five of the NBA Finals. Wow. Moving on to the NBA draft, we had some shakeups. We had some surprising number one picks. Shout out to Orlando for picking a guy who they didn't even work out. Uh, we have the Kings being the Kings. Shout out to you taking Keegan Murray. And we, had the and we had the Knicks somehow still having the most impressive draft night without drafting anybody. Yes. So let's get into it. Did they, did they really, though? I mean, at least. Okay, I'm, I'm, go ahead. No, I mean, at least the most entertaining. <laughs> yes. For all the wrong reasons. Well, I mean, it's, oh, the Knicks. Really it's, it's always going to be entertaining. I mean, I mean, it's the mo- it's the most entertaining, regardless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, let's start at the top. Paolo Bancaro goes number one. Uh, the Orlando Magic didn't work out Paolo at all. Matter of not fact, not only that. Go ahead. They weren't in contact with him at all until 24 hours before the draft. Hey, did you guys see that? They, yeah, yep. that's what I was going to get to. Yeah, they, they, they got and they didn't get contact with him. It was I want to make camp. this clear. It was his they camp. got into contact with Paolo's camp. 24 hours before the kid. And also, Paolo's camp. What is this, his mom? <laughs> that, that's what I was wondering, too. <laughs> are we talking his agent? Are we talking, like, like, like I Duke like, person? Like, who, yeah. who was it? Like, who is, who, like who, who's in a 19-year-old's camp? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I saw his that so many dad, times. It, was, it wasn't just him. It was like the Kings haven't been able to get in touch with Jay Nivey's camp. I'm like, is this the Pops? Like, is his, is his like, uncle who's acting as his agent, his little brother? Like, who are we talking about here? Who is this camp that you speak of? Uh, he's 19. Like, like, are we like what camp? They have an entourage already. Like, what are we doing? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the nil money hasn't kicked in for them yet. Like, calm down. Nine million, nine point five million. You know, but yeah. So I, I think it, I thought that was just a funny aspect of the draft. Everybody was like, yeah, they didn't get in contact with Paolo's camp. So like, all right, cool. Uh, but no, how do we feel about the number one pick? Like, what do we feel about the Magic taking a guy who they didn't work out with and that they didn't even talk to until the day of the draft? I love. That. I feel like it was the magic being the magic. Like we'll talk about it in a bit. The kings being the kings, the magic being the magic. Like they just over the past, I don't even know, decade, they just keep drafting guys, and it's never a fit. They like the best they've been is what a seven seed when they had Nik- uh, Nikola Vucevic. Like they just never, and they're just never able to really like put it together. They always have a bunch of guys, and they don't fit. They take Jonathan Isaac one year, he's not good. They take um, Cole Anthony one year, and they say Jalen Sutton next year, he's a disaster. Their best pick, honestly, has been Franz Wagner from a second Franz. Uh, first mm-hmm. round, first round pick this, that they had. So I, I don't know. I, I guess it, it doesn't surprise me that they did this because when you look at franchises and why they're so bad, they do the same thing over and over again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. But they keep doing the same thing. You don't meet with the guy for 48 hours and meet with his camp. Like, what if he has red flags? You didn't get to sit down with him. You didn't see if he's dedicated to watch a film. How it works out, none of that, right? 
which I think some of that can be a bit BS anyway. But at least they didn't even go through the basic measures to see this guy would fit in the organization. Or hell, if he even wants to be there, because we know that guys make it known in these interviews that they don't want to be in a certain place. So you take this guy and you hope it works out. But I mean, I hope he's, I hope he does well. I don't want to see him do bad, but um, I don't know. I just, and I just feel like I like the player, but. I don't know if I like the selection or not. If they would have like interviewed him and went through the process and taken it, I could understand that. But the fact that they didn't do any of that, it just strikes me the wrong way. I like him, man. Because I mean, there's several reasons why. One, he's a Duke guy, so the I brotherhood. Knew, I knew, I knew, uh, there we go. Jesus there we go. Way too fucking predictable. The resume speaks for itself, man. He played on the Coach K. You know how great of a coach he, Coach K is. I mean, it speaks for itself. He talked about his maturity being there with Coach K and playing for him. I mean, I mean, I mean, calls you got to make. They probably made a call to Coach K. I mean, let's just keep it honest. Again, that does not mean a guy's going to fit in your organization. I was going to say. I mean, that's. I mean, if K say something, I think his word is pretty golden. But hey, you know, <laughs> Marvin Bagley. You know. <laughs> Second reason, I mean, Wendell guy, Carter Jr. I mean, come on now. The guy's game, I think, translates well to the NBA. And I think the Magic, with the options that they had. I what options, Anthony? What options? Please go through them. What options? Well, because, if I'm not mistaken, between Paulo. You still ain't told me nothing. It's been 15 seconds. I mean, can I finish? Hey, it shouldn't take you that damn long to think if they had some options. Let's okay. be honest. At the end of the day, it was Jabari, it was Chet, and it was Paolo. And I don't think it was ever Chet. At the end of the day, you still never told me these options nah, they had. So I'm still waiting on these options that you tell me they have. I'm just saying, you said they have these options, so I'm asking you to name them. What options okay. do they have, man? The option is they had to choose between us three guys. Oh, I thought you were actually on the team right now. Okay. And realistically, I don't think they wanted Jabari Smith. So if you had to get a guy, Apollo Bancaro, and you look at his games, you look at all three of those players' games, and you see the tape. Because sometimes, yes, you can go through the interview process and figure out red flags if a guy wants to be there, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, this is a teenager. They want to be in the NBA. They want to play basketball. But Paolo Beccaro, his game, the tape speaks for itself. His games translate well. If he's on the board, there's a chance to get him. Why not go get that player and try to build around? I mean, he's a, what, 6, 10, 6, 11, 4? I think it was like 6, 11 in shoes, they said. Yeah. 6, 6, 11 in shoes, 4. He can handle the rock, can play on the block, can play defense. I mean, he can do those things. So it's like – why not go ahead and get that guy while you have the chance? Because I think the thing about draft nights is that sometimes we look at things and think it's crazy or that they may miss. But what if that guy, what if they don't get Paolo Bancaro? And what if Paolo Bancaro turns out to be, you know, NBA star or all-star and the magic missed on him? You know, we're looking at things a lot differently. But, I mean, personally, I like the pick, man. I think. He's going to fit well in the NBA where he's going to go. I think personally, Orlando, if they figure out their own situation as far as just coaching and whatnot, because as a city and whatnot, it's fine. He has the support. I think he has the support city. I think he has the support of fans, former Magic player. I mean, I know they were comparing um, – like when they dropped the Shaq and Penny and those guys. Speaking of Shaq's new ownership, wink, wink. Hey, but that's been fun think, the last couple I think, days. Um, I really just think it it wasn't as bad or big of a deal because I think he's just the talent speaks for himself, the taste speaks for himself. He'll be fine. No, I'm gonna go ahead and answer Chris' question for him. Yeah, I think Paolo was the best pick in the draft. I think he was the best player in the draft. Yep. I think he's the most NBA-ready player right now. I think he has the best upside of everybody in the draft. Now, Chet could obviously prove me wrong, but I'm damn sure not going with Jabari. Sorry, not sorry. Jabari, in my opinion, doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to be. He wants to be a good. He wants to be a really good scorer, and he wants to. He wants to put the ball in the basket, but he doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to be so, the team guy. He wants so, to do so, the- so. So him going mm. to 
him going to Houston was perfect because they already got the guy. They already got a confident, over overly confident in some respects, Jalen Green, who's going to take, who's going to be the face of that franchise for the years to come, regardless of whether he just had thirty-seven or twenty on twenty shots. He's going to think he's or or seven or three. Yeah, like at the end of the day, he Jabari. Too many times with Auburn deferred to lesser players. Let's let's okay. Mean. All right, but I'm gonna say this. I do think I agree. Paolo was definitely the most NBA ready. He, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has a high. I think Chet has a high ceiling out of the three of these guys. I yeah, um, I agree with that. Uh, uh, I think so. Chet, I mean, you got to go. Chet could. Chet absolutely could. No, I, yeah, yeah. But I think I'm not mad with. They t- I'm saying all my thing is I just didn't understand why they just didn't go through the process with him. But whatever. I just I, 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 just I think did. he's a good player. But I'm gonna say when looking at Jabari, I'm not necessarily saying that he didn't want to be the guy. But sometimes like and this is just be something to watch when he's with um, the Rockets is because a lot of the times the guys he's with just took the shots. Not that he wasn't trying to get the ball. They literally just said, "Fuck it, I'm shooting from 30 feet out." One the green and uh, was it Davison? Uh, or Katie Johnson, like those guys yeah. at, at times, just like, um, you know, said just kind of took over in spots he didn't need to. So I don't know if Jabari didn't necessarily want to be the guy, he very well could be, but he's in a good spot. But I'm interested to see if that plays out again. And then in, in Houston, where you have guys like um, Kevin Porter Jr., and you got guys like uh, Jalen Green who are gone to take those shots, how's it going to affect this play again? So, but I just feel I, like I, that was that's something to watch for. I, yeah, I feel like that was the same situation that he was going to face in Orlando. Like, yeah, Orlando's got a bunch of dudes who want to shoot the basketball, like, and they're not going to be afraid to put the ball. Doesn't in mean they're any good though. But that I mean, but that doesn't matter. How many times did we watch Auburn's lesser players take over late in games because Jabari was chilling on the block or was letting a lesser player stand in front of him and essentially guard him, not doing much? Like, there was for me, love Jabari's game. Think he could be a really good. Number, a really good number two. I just don't think he's your number one. And I think when it, when I look at it that way, Chet and Paolo are my only number ones. And Paolo is a number one right now, where I feel like Chet would need a year or two to become that number one. If that's the yeah, case, then I'm not then mm-hmm. I'm not taking I'm not taking Bari there. I'm taking Paolo. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with Anthony. The, the tape speaks for itself. You got a 6'10, 6'11 power forward running the break, passing the ball, playmaking off the dribble, feels comfortable off the block. I mean, we all have seen him put dudes in several spin moves, has moves already in his game that he can go to, whether on the block or in the mid-range. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has to learn how to shoot better from three, but hell, I just watched Jimmy Butler drop 46 on pure fadeaways. Like, <laughs> well, it's, on that, it's not hard to learn the how to one shoot thing, in the NBA anymore. Sometimes I mean, you don't have to reinvent. I mean, we can't just say that, Anthony. I mean, no, Andrew, people can't shoot. Well, can't I, shoot. Let, let, let me rephrase. With the right coaching. Yeah. And with with the right coaching and over time, you can become a half decent shooter. I mean, there yeah, are several yeah. there's several guys in this league who, and gr- granted, it has been after their peak <laughs> where they've become uh, better shooters, mm-hmm. but they've still been able to do it. And especially if you get a young this if you, if you get this really young guy who has a has a ceiling higher than almost anyone else in this draft and you say if you be if you learn to shoot whether it's off the catch whether it's off the dribble you could be one of the 20 best guys in this league in three four years i mean yeah i mean my biggest thing and like i said my biggest thing at the end of the day is the fact that when you look at what i'm just i'm just mad skeptical of a kid in jabari who and excuse my language when he had to play you know actually athletic black dudes he shriveled. Like, I'm sorry. He played actual NBA athleticism and all of his skin and the skill level he showed. And I'm not saying the SEC is weak basketball because it's not like the SEC seven years ago. There's It's, it's deeper than it's ever been. Absolutely. But, bro, there's a reason why he, he played a Miami team that played pure small ball and he could not dominate. That's mm-hmm. scary. Like, that's just not good enough, bro. Like, 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 turn, like, turn on Jabari versus Miami, and I guarantee you, there's like four highlights. I mean, no, he he did, he did have a great, he didn't have a great showing. I would agree, and, and, and that's my biggest issue is they didn't put anybody great on this kid. They just went small and said you're not going to be allowed to get downhill like you normally do because we're not going to put a center on you. That's what they're mm-hmm. going to do in the NBA. 
what I saw Paolo did is I saw Paolo dominate literally anybody who put it, who they put in front of him. And it was very difficult to stay in front of him. Like I said, he's already got the NBA ready body. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't have the concerns of being able to get downhill. It's going to be very tough for anybody in the NBA to stay in front of that kid consistently, unless he's a top end defender like Giannis or like, or even has a size profile, like, like Braun. It's just going to be very difficult. Jimmy Butler even, maybe. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, JB maybe, but JB six, six, Paolo can grow to seven yeah. feet. Well, that that's Paolo's what I'm saying. Only, he's not done. Paolo's only 19 years old. He could grow yeah. to seven feet. So like, you know, the, I just think it's, only, the only thing I'll say about Paolo, the only thing I'll say, he's very good. He just, he really turned it on in the tournament. And before that, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't nearly as good as he was in the tournament. So I don't know. Sometimes guys wait. Like he wasn't considered number one pick until, and even even like during the draft process. But until like the the tournament came around, he really put it on. So I when guys I wait that late to turn it on, I wonder like, eh, you know. I think he, I think Chet was the bona fide. Yeah, I was about to say Chet. Yeah, I think Chet was definitely Chet for most, most of the year. For well, most I think Gonzaga played Duke. That's when people were like. Should Chet yeah. be number one or should it be follow back? There? I mean, but, but the, the Chet deterioration happened early. I mean, yes. it, it started early. The, the the Chet not being the number one draft pick agenda started to matter. Mm-hmm. Hell, we know it. We it started in the Georgia State game. Uh, you know, yeah. it started yeah. early that that people were not a fan of Chet being. I won't say not a fan of him being the number one pick, but just not mm-hmm. a fan of Chet. They thought he was too soft, even though in the one game he did have against a number another mm. lottery pick in Jalen Duran, he dominated that dude. I mean, there's only really two clips of Jalen Duran doing anything solid. The rest of it is just Chet dominating a little, bro. But, like, at the end of the day, like, that's the biggest thing with me. Is when I look at Paolo, like, yeah, you could say he just turned it on during the tournament. Paolo, Duke was a, a, a two-seed in the tournament. He averaged 17 and – he averaged 17, 8, and 5 in, the in, in you know, in the regular season. And so when, when I look at Powell, I just go, dude, this kid, in my opinion, just has such a game that with the Magic, he's going to come right in and be their everything. Yes. And that's the thing that the Magic needed. The Magic didn't need a kid who was going to go in there and try to fit into the role that the Magic put him in. Because once again, we just talked about that they have a bunch of guys who will absolutely do that if you let them. Like, Cole Anthony's not afraid to take shots. Franz definitely isn't. Be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I agree with you, Grit, but guess what? If, if, yeah, you're, gonna fucking, a, uh, if you're gonna be a passive serves. star, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be a passive star in, in Orlando, the, the, the roster that they currently have is gonna take advantage of it. Yeah. Paolo's yeah. not gonna be passive. Paolo's gonna be like, give me the ball, move out yeah. the way, and watch me go to work. Yeah, I'll give you the in the corner, shoot the basketball. I had this right. as well because we're talking about Jabbar and just his style of play versus Ben Carroll and Chet. Mm. And you know, I was lucky enough to cover Jabari while he was in high school. We were able to see him in college. You know, Jabari is a great team player. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's a he. Like, you know, if you're playing on his team, you want to play for him because he's a great guy, he's a great team player. He's gonna pass the ball. And I think what to Xavier's point is that, like, if you want a guy who's the man, it's like he's not necessarily gonna be like. Okay, on the man, unless you, unless his team says okay, we need to be the man type. Yeah, I mean, like even in the state championship game, um, where he struggled a lot, it was more so him deferring a lot and him mm-hmm. kind of not being a loss. Like if you can go back and watch state championship game and then go back and watch the Auburn game, it's kind of merely the same. John to Xavier's point, when he's playing against more, you know, athletic dudes, um. And teams that are small to him, and where you would think, okay, this is a six eleven, almost seven foot guy, and he could be dominant, whether it's on the boards, whether it's literally a rim protecting the paint, because that's what he was in high school, and that's somewhat what he did in college. Sometimes it's like he he's not that guy that you think it would be as far as he's six eleven. Go out there and be dominant like this is your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, just I guess to the point, like, that's why I feel like the fit mattered more so for Paula Becker as well. Because again, I don't think the magic needs Javaris Mill for what he is right now. I think yeah. he did better in Houston, because like you said, mm-hmm. with Houston, the draft pits and where they're going. I think he can solidify well, and if he needs to be that number that number two option, then let who knows if he can be that number one option. Mm-hmm. 
Joker as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, you know, and, and moving on to the other, to the Kings being the Kings. Hey, man, they won the draft, baby. They got Keegan Murray. Who didn't want Keegan I Murray? I mean, hey, listen, listen. Who didn't, didn't want, want Keegan Murray, man? Um, the, the kid in the Detroit Tigers hat is the one who didn't want Keegan Murray, <laughs> I mean, actually. listen, at the end of the day, I can't, you know, I, I've had, like I said, we've had time to think about a lot of this, and this is why we've done the podcast so late. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know if I can blame the Kings for doing what they did. Like, I, I'm not sure I can blame the Kings for doing what they did. You had a kid in Jaden Ivey who didn't want to be there, didn't come there for a workout, didn't talk to your group. You couldn't even get – unlike, you know, what happened in Orlando, you couldn't even get in touch with his team or his camp, quote-unquote. Like, there was nothing – like, there was zero, you know, reciprocation from Jaden Ivey. And so if I'm the Kings to an extent, like, that's just a risky game to play, especially with – that with an organization that hasn't necessarily been an organization of winning. So like at the end of the day, it might be a situation where even if you draft a kid and four, he might be like, I'm out of here in four years. And we, and we're like, Oh, that's four years away. Four years comes fast in the NBA. Hell yeah. you look up and all of a sudden the kid is at his, I mean, hell, like we said, like, like we're four years ago, Deandre Ayton was your number one overall pick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this is some of the things that, you all of a sudden think of really quickly, and so I don't. I'm not sure that the four Kings, years ago the Kings passed on Luka Doncic for Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Like I'm like like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's really not crazy to do what they did, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to take a kid who you think can buy in with your roster, and if they think Keegan Murray has hella upside, then cool. Like if they think Keegan Murray is this, you know, uh, you know, positionless defender to an extent. You know, has an in and out game, what can score at all three levels. Hmm? What defense you ever seen him play? I mean, he plays he plays above average post defense. Yeah, he, he's all right. He's above average post defense. Maybe I just didn't want him on my team. Maybe that was a problem. I mean, yeah, you so you watched a bunch of Keegan Murray lowlights, you know. Shocker. Uh but no, <laughs> wait, I mean, hold on, wait, hold on. No, okay, hold on, real quick, real quick. And not saying not saying this means the guy won't be good or can be good. Name me one good Iowa player from the NBA. Okay. Or name two. Oh, really? Really? I'm just asking. Na- na- name, 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 name two unfair. guys that have come from. That, that's How? so unfair. How? That's so unfair. Because How? just because a school doesn't have a good player doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, hold on, hold on. I mean, hold I just on. had to listen to Anthony say that Paulo came from I mean, Duke. That I mean, he was good. I mean, that's so, I mean if that's the case. If that's the case, and I can't use the same thing with Iowa, I'm just asking. No, no, no. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. Let me do that because when it comes to college basketball, Duke is a blue blood versus Iowa is a what? Like, I don't even know two teams right. below. That's Over time, Duke has proved to. I mean, but that, that, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Steve Nash went to Santa Clara. David Robinson went to the U.S. Navy Academy. Yeah. What are we doing? Dude, that, that, that was my point. Saying, I'm not saying that people that didn't go to Duke weren't good, but I'll say Duke has a reputation. They have prestige. Okay, and so does Iowa. Reason, like, I'm not producing NBA basketball players. That, no, no, we're not doing that. Hell no. No. Hell no, we're not gonna sit here and say because they haven't had a an, an, an NBA player go right now, they just that has a lot to do more with their recruiting than it ever does with a player turning into that. Because Iowa hasn't been a bad school for basketball. Like that's not fair. You oh, the same thing that flames out in the tournament every year? But that's what we're gonna do. But that means they also crit they lose in the first round every year. Did they lose in the first round as a fifth? What school did Jaden Ivy go to? He went to Purdue. The same team that flames out. I'm not saying he. Wait, I, but, I, I name agree with but name, but name be another Purdue player in the NBA that's hoping. Hey, hey, you know what? I you wait. Right. There's one. There's <laughs> one. There is hey. one active player right now. Who? You know what I'm saying? Carson Carson Carson, Carson Edwards. Edwards. Yeah, bro, like, like come oh, on. I don't give a damn. Like, I was just, I was just, I, I mean, I was joking with that argument partially, but. I just, oh, we know. Oh, we know. I, 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 we, yeah, I don't your, know. Keegan Murray, your Keegan Murray slander has been very, very made made very apparent. No, you don't like Keegan Murray. No, I don't no, dislike do. him. No, I don't yes, dislike him. Do. Yes, you no, do. I just don't want him on my team. I didn't want him on my team. You know why I didn't want him on my team? Hold on. If, okay, if, I, if, I don't, if I don't like a guy, hold on. If I say I don't want this guy to work for my company, I don't like him. I don't like him. Necessarily, just not a fit. That's all. No, if I don't, if I say I don't want this kid dating my daughter, I don't like him. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's like you, you, you can't, you can't be like, I mean, cool, he might be a, bo- a better boyfriend for somebody else's daughter, but he's not being he a might be. no, 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 I mean, I don't like the kid, okay. Well, let, let me do this. I'm gonna put it this way he's not a bad player when I'm looking at this, right? So, 
We just talked about it. We just talked about it with um with with Paulo and Jabari that Jabari was gonna be the, like he wasn't gonna be the man. And I'm not saying that Jaden's gonna come to Detroit and be the man. But the point is, Paulo has star potential. Chet has star potential. When I'm drafting in the top five, I need a guy that has star potential. I just don't know that Keegan Murray has star potential. I think he just is what he is, and he could be a very good player. But I don't know if he got that gear to get to the next level, and that's what I'm looking for when I'm drafting in the lottery that high. So that's that's why that was my whole thing. It was nothing against him, you know. He may try to be a very good player. I don't think so, but partially because he played for the Kings too. Yeah, uh, who does play for the Kings? I was trying to nah. make. It's just, I just don't think that he has the star potential, and I could be very wrong. And, and she, he may prove me wrong. He may even make his own podcast tell me I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot, which is completely fine if he does that. I'm I'm cool with it. I just hey, that's my opinion. So hey, but do, I mean, do we all agree that the Kings need a superstar or a star? No. I highly disagree with that. I, I think I think the Kings. Okay, I, think, I, think, I think getting a a star is cool, but like for every top four pick that ends up as a star, I'll take a top four pick that doesn't completely flame out. Give me a DeAndre Ayton every single day. Like I'm sorry. Like if you're gonna tell me I'm gonna get a guy who's going to average above average numbers for his position and be a, a guy that at the very least gets to that second deal and and, and either damn near demands a max from the play on the court or demands a max from his play on the court, then cool. Like, so not every top four pick is going to be a superstar. Like, now, you hope to hit on every top four pick to be, you know, a superstar. But at the end of the day, if I can get an above average to good player out of that top four pick, that's fine by me. Hell, the, the Memphis Grizzlies took Jaron Jackson at three, and then they took John Morant the very next year at two. And guess what? One of them turned into a, a superstar or a star. At, at this point, and the other one is, is has turned himself into a very good player. Well, guess what? Am I mad that Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't turned himself into a star yet? Not necessarily. I'm good no. with that. No, I'm not saying that. I wouldn't be like, I'm just shooting for it. That's all I'm saying. So I, if a guy doesn't, it's okay. I'm just shooting for it. That's all. I'll say it as I'm going for it. Not in it. Yeah, you no. gotta have guys in your team that are just are what they are. And I agree with that. But I think we already got that in Sadiq Bay, who I think he's still ascending. But if he never gets any better, I think. Perfectly fine where he's at now. A guy that can average like 15 points a game and go knock down threes. Isaiah Stewart is probably is what he is. He's gonna be an energy guy, a hustle guy, and he's gonna be a guy that rebounds and then can switch switch things. But it's cool. But I know that I just need more guys that are like gonna you know reach the next level. But um, I hope he works out for the Kings. I mean, nothing ever works out for them really. But you know, good yeah, luck so. to them, him and them. Not his fault that he had to go play for that wretched no, franchise. No, the, the king, the Kings don't want to win. And if they did want to win, they would not have traded maybe their best asset in Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, once again, I, 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 once again, we, we'll look back on that trade, and obviously, in, in five years, we'll make a full decision on whether or not that trade was horrible. Regardless, oh, because I mean, you don't, don't like Davion Mitchell, so I mean, you know, yeah, well, I, I hate Davion Mitchell, but for yeah. good reason. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, I'm sorry, but a six foot point guard doesn't get it done in the NBA. Sorry, Muggsy, them days. Is Isn't Trey Young six feet tall? He's six two. Get it straight, <laughs> please. Yeah. You, you think no, he's 6'2". That's adorable. He's the same height as Ja. There's, There's photos. Him. Yes, go look at him. Go, go, go type in Trey and Ja Morant and watch him be the same exact height. One guy could jump out the gym, the other and one can't. So, There's a so, big difference in that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And one guy can shoot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, and one guy can shoot from 35 foot, and the other one wishes he could shoot from 30. Anyways, moving on. So, like I said, at the end of the day, yes, I'm not a big fan of Davion Mitchell because his assets at that small, at that height, don't really translate. A good defender at six foot is what? Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? What are you, you going to do? Try. He's not an amazing shooter. He doesn't. Bro, he's he, a dog, bro. He's not. He's not ridiculously. I mean, down. maybe at Baylor he was. He's so, a dog, like said, man. He's tough. And, and he's so, like I said, grinding. We'll, we'll see what happens with that Davion, with the Halliburton trade. If Halliburton doesn't do anything with Indiana, then are we really sitting here, you know, clamoring and talking about how terrible that trade was in five oh, years? Man. Probably not. If Hall, if obviously if the Pacers turned themselves into, you know, a, a, a perennial playoff team or something, then yeah, we're probably talking about how horrible of a trade that is. Yep. But if Halliburton doesn't even make an All Star game for the next five years, people probably aren't talking about that trade, <laughs> like at all. Probably, um, not. probably not. So like, I, I, day, I just I think that I think I just think he was the I think he has the best because he's an NBA Twitter darling. He's an analytics darling. Everybody loves Tyrese Halliburton oh, after shitting on him. Analytics after shitting on him in his in his ugly jumper in the draft process. They definitely did. 
Like everybody just shit on that kid because of his ter- of, of his ugly of, uh, eh, his ugly jumper in the draft process. Yeah, like, let's be real. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like you can you can shit on the Kings for trading him, but you can also shit on like every team that drafted him before eh, before him. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right now the Hawks, and we'll get to them in a minute eh, into another segment. But you know somebody could be like, wow, the Hawks are looking for a second uh, for our auxiliary ball handler that can also score. They could have just drafted Tyrese Halliburton instead of drafting on Yekon Kongu. So I mean, you can, I mean, you can make that argument if you want to. Uh, that's up to you. But like at the end of the day, I just think that the Kings did what the Kings had to do, and they took Keegan. It took a guy who, I mean, numbers wise, had some of the best numbers in college basketball last year. And I think when you look at it that way, you can you can talk yourself into taking a kid who, like at the end of the day, he might have a really good career. It might be quiet as hell. Yeah, it might not be as you know amazing as Jay Nivey at five or whatever. But at the end of the day, but it could still be a good one. If Keegan Murray is a 20.7, 20.7 rebound guy for the rest of his career, I don't think anybody's going to bat an eyelash. He's 27 guy. guy, though. I think yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Harrison Barnes at one point was like 18 and 6. You yeah, the same guy that fucking clanked fucking shots in game yeah, seven. That cost him. It was more than just game seven. It was you know, the game y'all said was Astrid, the series y'all put Astrid getting I didn't put an Astrid in that damn series. No, I didn't. But if he had fucking two shots, they probably don't. I mean, they probably win the championship if he get two fucking shots. I mean, Harrison Barnes yeah. play. Uh, Harrison Barnes shot like twenty. I mean, the dude was out there fucking point shaving. But yeah, <laughs> he said point shaving. Uh, but yeah, like, come on, dude. Like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna sit here and say Keegan Murray is gonna be this stiff bum who you know in three years we're talking about him, like Jared, like Jared. I mean, I, I mean, that's essentially Keegan Murray was was essentially the plague to every team that was around him, not named the Kings. Like, let's just keep it a bean. Like, let's just keep it a bean. Everybody looked at Keegan Murray as the next Jared Culver. Like that, that's how people were were. Talking about okay, this kid as we got into the draft process, it's not. It's not at all. Who does he play for, by the way? Anyway, who's Jared Culver is now, I think, with Minnesota. I was saying, he's he's with with I thought he, didn't they draft him? I, 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 I don't have no clue. Oh, oh he's he with Memphis. Stand by. Stand by. No, he's with Memphis. He's with Memphis. Ah, yep. And he doesn't play at Lake. I mean, he played a little bit, like in what? a little bit, like a little bit. He averaged seven minutes a game. Nine minutes a game. So, and that's a guy Hawks fans clamored over, actually. No, no, keep three, no three and a half no, points. Don't, don't, keep going. don't lie to yourself. Keep going. Stop, just, stop just slamming. No, 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 I heard some Hawks fans that wanted Jerry Culver. Don't. Who? Who? I, I, Give me their credentials large... now. <laughs> yeah, t- and tell me when they were became Hawks fans. They probably did it right in the middle of the Joe Johnson era. Anyways, uh, so I don't want to hear it. But at the end of the day, like I said. Actually, uh, the Marvin Williams uh, selection was what drew me to the franchise. I thought the, that up, it was a great fan. pick. Shut up. Of course you did. Shut up. Um, anyways, since we're uh, since we're triggering fan bases tonight, I mean, we could talk about all your lottery picks outside of Jalen Brown. Okay. And Jason oh, I can. Let, let's, let's, no, let's, talk, let's, 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 yeah, let's talk about Jay Soul, James, James Jones, Fat Mello, rest in peace, Gershon uh, Yabusele, James Young, Ro- Romeo James. Langford. Yeah, let's, talk about Ro- let, let, let's talk about how much hype Romeo Langford Jesus had coming Christ. into the Celtics organization this past couple years. Yeah, shut. Up. Let's talk about all the point guards you decided to pick up. You guys were a geriatric home for everybody with knee injuries. Uh, but, yeah, like at the end of the day, the Kings did, in my opinion, what they should have done. And, yes, it led to Pistons fans literally losing their mind. I've never, I haven't seen Pistons fans this confident since 2004. Oh, I haven't I, seen I, Craig, I, didn't really have I, I didn't see Craig. I have, we were all in group FaceTime. Uh, for those listening, we were on a group FaceTime. And me – I believe it was the four of us. Um, no, it was just me, you, and Chris. Yeah, okay, so it was me, you, and Chris. He's in New York. So, Anthony, I'll tell this to you as well. Yeah, you were in New York. I'll tell this yeah. to you as well. So, pick number three happens, and Chris's like, all right, here we go. Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray, because he wanted the Kings to get Keegan Murray. This guy lost his fucking mind when Jaden Ivey's name was I not wouldn't called. go that far. Oh, Lies. Lies. Stop Lies. it. Lies. You were, you Lies. were Lies. lining up shots. I was excited. Oh, you, 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 man, stop it. You were screaming like somebody. He wanted to line up shots. Yeah. I did take stop a shot. No, no, actually, that's not true. You took a shot. I had a shot lined it. up. Either way, I was taking a shot. Because either way, we was getting Keegan Murray, I was going to take a shot. We was getting Jay and Nadia, I was taking a shot. So either way, I was taking a shot. But one was a good shot and the other one was a bad shot. Come on, dog. Let's not do this. <laughs> Needless not to say, that. I have okay, not, not seen him. Like, I have never heard Chris be that excited. What's I haven't mean, heard bro? you that excited in a long time. Every shot. I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I was excited. 
No, I mean, and, and and since then, Pistons fans have acted like they're the best team since sliced bread. I haven't seen this many Pistons okay, fans I, on, my, right, on, my, on, my t, on my TL. No, it's the truth. You know how many Pistons spaces have started since y'all draft? They were in a Pistons space all season. I've seen okay. so many tweets saying that you guys have the best backcourt in the league. I'm ready to just delete my account. Okay, okay, guys. Okay, let's <laughs> let's be honest here. Best backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Guys, let's be honest here, guys. Let's be honest. So every fan base has that, like, no, I'm no. not saying it's right. It's not right. It's not right. Because it's, <laughs> it's annoying as hell. Like, I even said in the group chat the other day, we were talking. I'm like, bro, we might win, like, 30 games next year. So I'm cool with it. Like, I ain't tripping. Like, I just, I'm looking long-term towards the future because I know we're, we're nowhere near ready to win. Yeah, Best yeah. backcourt in the East, nowhere near close. Well, not now right now. No, no, no. We <laughs> want nowhere. Did you just hear the well in his voice? You are not good. No, I'm not saying we're not, no, we not the best. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not going to get to top 10. First, you have to get to top 10. Slow down. Okay, fine. We're not in the top 10. Okay, fine. We're going to be in the top 10. It's cool. We're going to be in the top 10 best backcourts in the league. It's fine. It's cool. Well, regardless... Every fan base has that faction overrated. Now, Pistons fans get on my nerves sometimes because the entirety of Pistons like, fans is a faction. Huh? I said you said every every fan base has a faction that are, that like are fans that are just like yeah they do. Yes, the I'm, saying, too. I'm, I'm saying all of Pistons fans. No, Cause, cause it's not all Pistons fans. It was your entire organization. That's how not many, true. I can call. I can line up. I can literally sit up here and call. Five Pistons fans right now that ain't okay. overly hyped. Okay, uh, they're excited. I, I, I they ain't overly hyped. I, I need it because Troy Weaver, for pres- Troy Weaver for president. I haven't seen that ever. That you want me to call one of them? I, even, I can call I him right know. now. I, and this is this is on me. But I didn't even know the name of your damn GM before that night. That's it's fine. Right. You didn't have to. Who the hell knows Travis Link's name? A lot of people actually. Probably a ton of people. You know, mm. we, we we've just been making news for the last three seasons. That Maybe. I've, I was say the, the Hawks have done a lot the last few years. We, we've done a people ton. Anyway, yeah. regardless, so regardless, yeah, <laughs> regardless, that's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the point. Troy Weaver for president. The Troy point Weaver. is, yes, Troy every fan base Troy has like a, a point. Uh, yes. away. I love it. Yes. Okay. In, anyway, like I was saying, yes, there are a faction of fans, and they've been getting on my damn nerves too. That's why I don't get. In, why do you think I don't get in spaces? Spaces are are. Largely annoying. Some of them are good. Largely annoying. It's a so, lot of yes, I, I understand it. Yes, they they have been overly over over the top. <laughs> but even with that being said, I mean, I I mean, I I'm excited. I really like what we did in the draft. We got Jaden Ivy at five. I think he can be a really good player for us. And we traded back up for Jalen Duran, who can be another good player for us. Like someone to a time lord for the Celtics. I got to give you. I don't want to talk about what, that yet. What a, what a minor what a, a modern day center in this league can give you. And we don't have we didn't have any rim protection last year. You can come in, he can be a rim protector. He's a good lob threat. You see what happened when they got Marvin Bagley, uh, the corpse of Marvin Bagley to come in. Cade helped that man's career tremendously. He's a lob threat for him. So you get a, an a athletic lob threat that can finish around the rim. I, I I get why fans are excited. Now we can slow down. We gotta pump the brakes a little bit because then like they're gonna be upset when we only win 20, 30 games next year. It's it's like a growing process, wait. guys. So it, I'm not gonna be upset as long as I see incremental progress. I'm good. I'm not expecting this to make the playoffs. I, I just, I'm not yeah. expecting this to win a championship. None of that shit. No time soon. So yeah. when these fans happen, you can laugh at them all you want because they're fucking idiots. But you know, whatever. Uh, incremental progress is what got incremental me. progress. Man, that got me. You know, 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 Dude, but they were making John Moran comparisons to Jaden Ivey before we even drafted him. So I, oh, no, I know, but but now but now it's it's, it's Pistons fans going, ah, man, we got Kay Cunningham and John Moran on the same roster. Better watch out, Easter Conference. Yeah. The best they were saying that John Moran half even happened. So, I mean, it was natural they are going to keep saying it. John Moran, hey, hey, Pistons, best backcourt in the NBA. You just, you just, okay, P- on, P- Pistons, best young core in the NBA. Like, this, this is gross. It's just... It's. I'm not now. Let, let me let me preface my statements by saying I think Jaden Ivey was the second best player, third best player in the, in the draft. Okay, I think he was better than Jabari. That's just my opinion. I thought he was better than Keegan. Obviously, I just think he has more. Definitely the most athletic, one of the most athletic, if not the most. He's the most. Athletic That's another reason I'm excited because we don't really have a lot of athleticism. You added two athletic guys to the roster. What do you mean? Killing the Hayes is a pure athlete. Oh Anyways. no! Someone kicked him <laughs> off the podcast. Oh, but no. I, I mean, oh, no. I was I was very excited for the Pistons because I definitely didn't want to see Jaden go to Sacramento. Not because I didn't want him to go to Sacramento, but because I'm not watching the Kings. Uh, I'm, I'm just not watching the Kings. I, I watch the You're Pistons. not going to watch Keegan Murray, bro? 
Really? I mean, I might have to just uh, to spite people now because if Keegan goes crazy, I'm I'm definitely starting that propaganda machine. You saw the you yeah. saw the uh, you saw the Wiggins propaganda machine. I don't yes. don't think I won't start it for another person. Uh, have fun with it and I, see, I, what it, hey, see where it gets you. Hey, the that's, the same, fucking hey, nowhere. Th- th- that's the same thing that people told me when I said Wiggins was Andre Iguodala 2.0, like two years ago. Okay, now, and he's on a and and look at the difference hey. in the two guys. Let's come on now. Let's be honest. <laughs> come on now. Look One's on a team full of, uh, with it. Look at it. Oh my gosh. One's on a team with an all time great and another, uh, several all time greats. And the other one's on of, come on now. Like, that's yeah. been my lock screen since they So you, you can start that propaganda all you want. It ain't going nowhere. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I will happily start the Keegan Murray propaganda. That, that is perfectly fine. Keegan Murray is a, is a player right in, my, right in my wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, been been arguing for guys like Keegan Murray. Since Underdog. Slighted. Built no, different. not that. No. No, not one, that no, one had, no one gave him a chance. I mean, he, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's definitely been slighted. I mean, yeah, we can just I go was gonna say, no one did Let's just type no in hashtag Keegan Murray on me. Okay, like guys. That, like that okay, I get down. it. You know what? Let's, let's go to Twitter it. and just type but in Keegan Murray and see what comes up. Okay, but he was still uh, drafted by a Division One program. He's also taking number four in the he NBA draft. He had a single lottery. offer. Again, from a Division One program in the Big Ten. Like, that's act like that didn't happen. Okay. So, yes, you can say he was. I mean, he was still taken by a, a, a Big Ten program, and he was a oh, lottery pick. I, scroll, I, scroll, so. I, scroll, I scroll three tweets down. I hope Keegan Murray goes crazy in Sacramento because the NBA is doing him dirty with the media coverage. <laughs> like, come on, dog. We all see it coming. But we all, we all see outside it. of the major markets. Whoever gets media coverage. Hey, hey, look at this. Look at this. Keegan Murray, twenty-three point five points, eight point seven rebounds. Broke ass. Come on, dog. <laughs> come on, dog. We all know it. It wasn't just Pistons fans. By the time the NBA draft had gotten here, Keegan Murray was the play. He was the play. Let's just call it what it is. Any, anybody who drafted Keegan Murray, you could have got Keegan Murray at seven and somebody would have been like, reach. I mean, that's probably, that was probably a, a, a great place to pick him at number seven. They, they would have been like, wow, you, probably, you took him over Dyson Daniels? Reach. <laughs> Not nearly the same upside. Are you crazy? Usman Dang, much better NBA prospect. Like Keegan Murray, by the time we got to the draft, was dog. He was like, he was like a he was like a sixth year quarterback. It was like we've watched everything from this kid. We don't like what we see anymore. It's like what happened? There was so I, I feel mean, like there was like so much more like research done so. on him. Or go Dude, ahead, Kurt. I'm sorry. People went way into the bag to go to. I swear, like, I think you're right. Yeah. Though. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I I really feel like, especially, and all of us listen to podcasts. I feel like there was more research about him on NBA podcasts, like draft stuff, um, articles, everything. I feel like there was more research on him than anyone else in the lottery, at least. You want to know why? You wanna because, know why? because by the end of it, everybody was just trying to figure no. out why the hell this kid was going top five. That's part of it. But that's part of it. But I think the other part of it is because why, when you, were you hot, you need to go. You need to just go to the league because, and this is for football and for basketball. The longer you play, the more you give them the dissect, the more the more time they can critique you. So, like, I mean, that's I probably why you. because they kept this fine. They kept they they're going to keep finding like the longer you play in college, they're going to keep finding stuff. They're just going to keep finding reasons I mean, to nitpick. I mean, what do you come on, Drew Timmy? Are you listening right now? I'm sorry, that man got no damn NBA future. Come on, hey, yo, that's that's crazy. He's definitely gonna draft in the second round. You can't. Hey, some team will take him just purely based off of the production. Does he, that does not mean he has an NBA future. No, I mean, absolutely he, not. But he not. definitely has a future on the other side of the globe. Congrats. Yeah, he'll go. Yeah, he'll go, yeah, he'll, go he'll go crazy. Great. He'll be in Europe in twenty twenty three. Who's watching? Go, Five people. He'll, he'll go. Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, 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 whoa! Europe basketball has a huge following. Anyway, so you get up, you get up and watch that shit. Look, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I get up and watch the English Premier League, so I mean, it's possible. That's way different than watching New Zealand. <laughs> hey, bro, I, hey, bro, I don't, hey, I don't know, I don't know if I don't know if you've ever taken taken a gander at the Euro League Championships. That shit live. I'm gonna tell you right now, that shit live, live, like, like. Oh, I'll go super a step further. Live. No, I'll go a step further. Like what? Formula, go I'll go a step for, further. Have fun. Formula One watch. races. Did you watch Lamelo Ball and uh, where do you play? Yes, I did. Oh, you th- actually, I you actually, think I'm joking. Actually, I do. Yes. You think he probably did, no? Actually. We're not we're not talking about Formula One, but, it's, no, but there's a reason, all I'm saying there's, there's is that people watched when it. he got into the league said that playing in front of crowds in uh in Europe were actually more scary than playing in front of crowds in the NBA. Oh, the Euro oh. crowds are crazy. That that's that was what Lucas said when he got to the NBA. He said crowds in Europe way worse. It's oh, actually way that. way worse. Yeah, I mean hell, I we they have fire at the games. Yeah, like literal it's, fire it's, after three. 
they're just flares. Okay, calm down. I mean, light flares can combust, but I mean that's just European culture. That's just taking soccer exactly. culture and putting or football. Culture My point is, they make they make a huge, a massive deal out of it. Yeah, but but at the end of the day, like I said, that Keegan Murray going for was more of a Keegan Murray's downfall in the draft was more of a product of everybody trying to figure out why this kid was going top five than focusing on why this kid shouldn't go top five. Like by the, like I said, by the end of the draft process, Keegan Murray was the, was the play. If Keegan Murray had a failed attempt, somebody would be like, saw that coming. Like that's just what it was. If Keegan Murray had to drop, everybody would have made excuses as to why they thought he, why why he thought following the ten would have was perfect. He just doesn't have the same upside as the guys that went in front of him. Yeah, Shaden Sharp gonna be a better player in four years. Like it was just been that kind of situation. Alrighty then, the president of the Keegan Murray fan club, Xavier Trish, give it up, give it up, everyone, hey, give it up for the president I, I, of the I, Keegan I, Murray hey. fan club. Jesus Christ! Let me let me get that KM tattoo on the back. Yeah, let's go crazy. Go ahead. You want you want a jersey? You want a jersey? Hey, I, I bet hey, a king, a throwback Kings Keegan Murray joint. I'll buy it. Disgusting. Uh, I'll buy it. Okay. Well, there were other, there were a lottery picks. We ain't got to spend the whole time on Keegan. Oh, no, Murray. no, Jesus we, Christ! No, we only got one more draft pick to talk about, and it wasn't even a draft pick. We can talk about the Knicks. Who I don't no, know. No, hold on. We're not gonna talk about Shaden Sharp, the best player in the draft. You're kidding. Right? Most the, the guy with the highest upside in the draft. I'm not gonna do that. You're, 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 you're kidding, right? The, you mean you mean you mean the guy who ESPN did so little homework on? They literally created a man of mystery graphic because they did so little homework, and it was horrible. If I may say so. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, look, well, let, let, okay, wait, let me calm rephrase. Down, casual let me rephrase. graphics maker. Let me rephrase. <laughs> let me rephrase. It was horrible because of what you just said. Where it was because they didn't do enough research. The actual design, we're all in. We're all on the creative side to some degree or another. That was a really fucking good graphic. It was an amazing graphic. What I was, what I'm they, saying, they, took, they put way too much effort in there. Exactly, but that's exactly what I'm saying. They put more effort into that graphic than some of the analysts did into Dude, actually. Dude, they had like, fucking Kendrick stone. Perkins. What fucking yeah, research I mean, is he I mean, doing? Yeah, look, 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 oh, he was horrible. He was horrible. Look at the draft uh, camp that they had. We love Malika. Jay Billis is probably a little bit too old for this at this point. And Kendrick Perkins. Oh, Perk was like, horrible. Like, like, what do you think Perk was doing in his spare time? Watching Shane and Sharp EYBL highlights? Dude, his yeah. comparisons no. were horrible. His comparisons I, Again, are we surprised? Are we surprised? No, no. we're not. I just how many, how, Okay, let's be honest. How many guys, how many of these guys do we think Kendrick Perkins actually spent time watching? Zero. Not first, time first, on film, like first, watch first, the actual game. First, Zero. First Maybe three. Paolo. Maybe watch the actual game? No, he was yes. First three. Chet, Paolo, and Jabari. That's it. No, I don't think he watched Chet, and let me tell you why. Because I don't think he watched those the West Coast Conference games. He probably just watched tournament games. That's what, what, game. that's what I'm saying. He maybe watched a That's what I'm saying. He, that, that's why every player in, in the top three went into at least the Sweet 16 of the tournament. So he definitely tuned it. <laughs> Not by, by, by pure default. But no, like, and we'll get to it. I, the Knicks somehow made themselves the center of the draft without making a draft pick. Oh, wait. Um, well, actually, I just pulled it up from Sports Illustrated. Can I just give you, like, per- a couple of his comparisons, please? Go ahead. Yeah. For, but, but, for but, but, pure but, entertainment. Absolutely. Who – I don't know if you guys no, remember just this. Go. Who did he compare Paolo to? Was it LeBron? No. Oh, man. I, it, no, it was terrible. He compared Paolo Bencaro to Michael Beasley and oh, that's right. Simmons. Yeah. He compared Chet to Giannis and Kristaps. And KD, hey, it, no, no, no. Do you know oh. who Kevin Durant was? Jabari Smith. Oh, but that's a but that's a comparison. You were all. I mean, they literally the only thing they both have in common are like what they're our both boy pretty Keegan tall. Murray, or excuse me, Xavier's boy Keegan Murray, Pascal Siakam. That's just. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, which is another reason why I hate I hate pro comparisons. They, they, they took that, that took six years of development. Jesus, Benedict oh. Benedict Matherin. You may be asking. OG and Anobi. That's awful. Oh, that might be the worst one yet. Hmm. That that might honestly be the worst one yet because and that was the worst. I, that's I, the I worst mean, one. I, I like you can't. I can't even look at Matherin's game and see the same. Like that's terrible. He, and so he there was a line. OG I've, and Anobi can't dribble like Matherin right now. And OG's been in the league for four years. Well, also OG doesn't have nearly the confidence that Matherin does. Confidence, athleticism, ability Everything. to dribble. <laughs> hell, what the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's not a lie. But no. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you put a guy that just blows hot takes all today just because you want the people to watch it. So, yeah. 
Great job, ESPN. I mean, I, I mean, I was work. I was writing during the process, and then I was talking to y'all. So I was like in between. I kind of like tuned him out in the entire. And now I damn sure. Was oh, watching I, I had it on mute. I damn sure was watching Formula Stephen One and, Smith. and talking to you guys. I will yeah. say that Knicks uh, fans were definitely mad after the job because you know. I was gonna say, you not be You know, they were do not be a lot of. They're talking about a lot of. Um, New York, you know, sports journalists who are here ready to go like, live. My condolences to Dimitri Trin right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. As a Knicks fan, you just have to expect it at some point. The Knicks are going to Nick. We talked about the Kings going to King. The Knicks are going to Nick. Like, this is this is such a Knicks move. You traded away your number 11 pick for three of the most protected first-round picks in NBA <laughs> history. Then. Are they really? Yes. Have you not seen them? It's like Minnesota. It's like no, Dallas. To look at it's it? like Dallas top sixteen protected. Minnesota <laughs> top sixteen protected, and then OKC top sixteen. Then goes to top eighteen. Like, dude, it's awful. Do you, so they they going to be a second round pick. Do you have it up just to, for, to remind us what that full? I, I, I'll pull it. I'll, I'll pull it up as I talk about. So they probably like, honestly end up being second round picks by the time they're done with it. Yes, or late, very I mean, late first. They, they, we'll they traded. They they traded the eleventh pick. Because I guess their guy was no longer on the board. Which who was their guy? Which, I have no. I idea. don't think they had a guy. <laughs> I, I I think they tried to move for Ivy, and yeah. then once Ivy fell through, they had no plan B, and yeah. their plan B is going to be going that, into that, the agency, which we'll talk about here. In and the like honestly, I don't know what they were expecting. Like if if you offered the Kings all those draft picks and they didn't they didn't move at it, what the hell thought you was going to get them? On draft day, if they here weren't we trading them prior, we and go. then before that, what the hell made you think you was getting from Detroit? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this spiciness. They traded for all 2023 first round draft picks, mind you. So all of these come to effect next season. Okay, yep. they traded for a 2020, 2023 protected first rounder for Detroit. That is top 18 protected. So you, so 19 through 30. Then you got Denver top 14 protected and Washington top 14 protected. Those so picks mean nothing. So all three picks are non-lottery picks. That's going to be amazing to add what? Ben's depth. Like, what are we doing with that? Like, what, like what are we doing with that? I mean, the only, the only thing that made sense about the entire trade was getting rid of Kimball Walker. Yeah. And that was like – Broke and that was like, knees. Yeah. And that was like, okay. Like, it was like, <laughs> cool, we just saved a mil. Cool. I mean, we could have probably just – we probably could have just bought them out ourselves. But, yeah, that works. Cool. Like, I just – what are the what the hell the Knicks the, the Knicks came into the draft with no plan. Let's just call it what it is. They came I, in with one, I don't plan, think, one plan only. It was kind of going back. I don't think the Kings had a plan either. I think they no, the Kings had a had a clear plan. The King, yeah. the Kings you no, know, there was yeah, it was the draft yeah. King Murray. Because like if you if you get all those draft picks and you still don't yeah, no, there's let no me way. rephrase that because they don't want to move down to eleven. I and, no, and, let me yeah. rephrase that. I don't think they knew whether they wanted the Ivy or Keegan Murray that day. I no, think they didn't know. I think they knew no, they knew. They knew. You're talking about an organization that has been so prideful in the way that they've drafted over the last couple of years. If you don't want to come to their organization, they don't want you. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that's been pretty much set in stone. And they don't. And this is the other piece too. Trauma's a trauma's a real thing. They don't want another Bagley situation. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They do not want another situation where a kid two years into his career wants out. His daddy wants him to leave. His old family. His his, his extended family. His, his grandma from a second cousin. The whole like they don't want they don't want a, another situation where a kid wants out like Bagley wanted out of uh, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah, so like that trauma trauma is a real thing, and that's why they ended up taking Keegan. But the Knicks had no plan. It was either trade for Jaden Ivey or do nothing. Like I'm sorry, the only other thing that they were hoping for, and and I think it was funny, the only thing they were hoping for is, is maybe Dyson Daniels or Johnny Davis to fall to them at eleven. But if you genuinely thought that was going to happen, if you genuinely thought that was going to happen, you were on a pipe dream anyways. Yeah, you were you were on that good stuff, but at the end you of the day, like, it's the like I'm I'm sorry, like I, I just don't know what that organization is attempting to do. Um, they're trying to free up cap space to sign Jalen Brunson. If that's not the most Nick move of all time, I don't know what it is to go overpay for a free agent. Brunson, man. Say what? Give my boy Brunson, man. Nah, man, I'm not paying Brunson thirty. Like, yeah. try to tell you, why? Can, can, can I? Can we make oh, can we do Anthony's infatuation with Jalen Brunson? Wait, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it is. Can we a make this segue? A man with dumb it. Can do you know how terrible a free agent market has to be for Jalen Brunson to be taking headlines? I wouldn't like, say it's terrible, though. I mean he did have a good playoff run. He had a pretty great what do you mean it's not terrible? He's probably the best free agent in this year's class. That's awful. <laughs> 
He definitely. Jalen Brunson. He got a playoff performances, bro. He played, bro. Bro, bro. Listen, listen, listen. This 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 this, this free agency class, like this legitimate free agency class. Like, let's talk about it because Brad Bill is probably going back to Washington, and Zach Levine. All things point for him to go back to Chicago. The best free agent in this class is maybe the third best player on a championship team. Yes, maybe. He definitely number two in Dallas, so. And he's about to make hundred million dollars. And then, and then there's no, and then there's no telling that he actually leaves Dallas. Exactly. Why would you not want to play off Luca? Yeah, mm-hmm. but then the Knicks are trying everything in their power. They signed his dad, or you know, brother, like oh dad, yeah, it was his dad. Yep, his dad worked for the Knicks. So like, yeah. like they're going all in for a kid who's going to make you a playing team. And this is like yep. what we're doing. Like this is such a Nick thing to do. If they even become a player, I also team love what they're doing. They might not even be that way. RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, so they really like their left. That's a big what three. A, what, a, what a shitty roster. They really boy, that's, that's a big three for you. Oh, Crip, but it gets better because the big boy, that's a shitty booty roster. The fourth, right man, the fourth man is someone that nobody wanted in Evan Fournier. I mean, we, we, the I fifth mean, at man this is point, a oh, they, at, at, at this point, they'll tell you the fourth man is Cam Reddish, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Cam Reddish has to put on the uniform. I'm about, I'm about to go. I, I mean, he played 15 games last year. RIP to my Cam Reddish. I gotta go. I just, I, 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 I just, I will never forget the. I don't even know what to call it. The, the sadness that 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 hit Hawks Nation. I mean, don't say Hawks Nation. You, you, I was gonna say. Speak, speak on Cam fan. No, 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 no. No, because you just went on my fan base. You just went on my fan base a minute ago. Now we're finna get yours. We're finna get yours. The same one I had guys saying, man. I mean, we had Camborghini, dude. I mean, you don't get the name Camborghini for no reason, man. Like his name's Camborghini. We traded Camborghini, guys. No uh, oh, oh, that wasn't it. Have you guys ever seen a more a smooth layup package than he has? His layup package is smooth. I mean, yeah, his layup. his upside is it is this? Listen, we talked about it the day before he got traded. Literally, we was on Facetime the day before he yep. got traded. Your best ability is your availability. He doesn't have one. When the guy shows he's injury prone, you better believe it, because he is gonna keep getting injured. I'm so, I'm sorry to say it, but that's just what's gonna happen. So Cam's never gonna reach his full potential. So for Knicks fans to still be believing in it, well, I see why they stay stuck where they are. Once again, this organization shows its ineptitude in the free in the front office. Yep, they're trying to make up for every poor decision they made in last offseason when they re-signed uh, Kimba when they brought Kimba in, they re-signed Alec Burks and they and they brought in Evan Forty Eight. They're they literally trying. Out, they to- maxed out Julius Randle. Yeah, they're trying to make up for every mistake they made last year by double downing on trading all did, of those assets away for nothing. Did you guys also see that report earlier today? Apparently, um, I forget who it was, but someone asked, I think it was 16, 15 execs, if they would give RJ Barrett the max. Everyone said no. I mean, of course they're not. Have a choice. They're going exactly. Why the hell, why but, the hell would I give a volume shooter exactly. who showed me nothing else? But, but, no, but what, what I'm saying is it goes to your point as well, where the Knicks are doing whatever they can to just be like, oh, maybe this is what's going to be the problem. If you give R.J. Barrett a five-year – what, what oh, is it's it? coming. 150? Oh, I know it is. But it's like – It's coming, bro. What about Obi Toppin's extension? I was gonna say, all all of their extensions are coming up soon, which is, I think, is the also most toxic free, part about it. Yeah, you, free you, open, drafted, no, free. you drafted so midly at this point, you drafted so much mid that at this point, you don't know if they're mid or not because they're not playing under Tibbs' system. Free, so, you're trying to almost, you're that's trying to almost force Tibbs' hand in. Oh, oh that's another one. Obi's hopping went before who Tyrese Albert. So like once again, mm-hmm. we're talking like like and who and what are the Knicks and need right Obi, now? Even at the time, I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't take Obi. He's a twin. And, and what, what, what do the Knicks need right now? Well, Tibbs hates Obi. Tibbs hates Obi Toppin. But they, he's but, a very good player. Was that not taking him at seven though? It was a redundant draft pick in the first yes. place. No, I, I you, agree. You, you had Julius Randle, and you decided to draft another four. <laughs> like it didn't support. make any sense. You 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 take the the point guard because you don't have one. Unless I don't know, you thought you were gonna get. 20 uh, 2011 Derrick Rose, which we all know that just wasn't gonna happen. But yeah, I mean it's the Knicks being the Knicks. Like that's just what they do. They 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 somehow make these terrible decisions and then try to get out of them, f- trying to we're, we're flexing this this uh this fictitious muscle that is uh we're New York, baby. We're this prime market. Everybody wants to come and play for the Knicks, everybody wants to come play in the Mecca. You haven't had a mat, you haven't had a big free agent move since Carmelo, and that was actually a trade. They as trade, so I'm not terribly mad at it. Uh 
but yeah, hey, we've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes. I think everybody is ready to get out of here. Uh, once again, if you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us at tviolation underscore pod. If you want to follow Chris Crit, you can follow him at Chris underscore Crit. That's with two T's. Chris underscore Crit with two T's. Don't forget it. Andrew Friedman. You can follow him at A Friedman 21. That's A Friedman 21. If you want to follow Anthony Patterson, you can follow him at ANFPAT underscore. ANFPAT underscore New Yorkers. He just had a bacon, egg, and cheese on a uh, on a bagel. That boy, hey, that boy got sent to heaven he for also, about 10 minutes. Wait, wait. What did you think about Joe's? Joe's piece is good. Um, okay. Yeah, Joe's piece is great. All right. Um, and, Bar- and, and Barkley sending from the outside is overrated. His words not. <laughs> I ain't going to expose him, but. <laughs> yeah. From the outside, though, but from, from the outside. <laughs> just from the outside, fellas. Not from the inside. He didn't say anything about the amenities. But from the outside, overrated. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna expose him, but if only y'all knew, <laughs> and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're not gonna get into all that. Uh, but if you want to follow me, my name is Xavier Trish. You can follow me everywhere at Xavier underscore Trish. Uh, this has been the Traveling Violation, and we're out. Peace. See ya. See ya.